Welcome to the More You Dig Podcast, Episode 3. Hi everyone, welcome to the More You Dig Podcast, the podcast about how minerals, metals, and mining make our daily lives possible. My name is Jordan McCandless, and today I'd like to talk about a common phrase that you'll often hear if you've ever been around the mining industry, and that's this. If it can't be grown, it's got to be mined. I'll say it one more time. If it can't be grown, it's got to be mined. I think that this phrase is an excellent way to illustrate why mining is so fundamentally important to our everyday lives and lifestyles. And so today we're going to explore that phrase and then walk through what a typical person's day might look like. And in that way, we'll, we'll kind of see some real world examples of what that phrase refers to. To start off, the phrase, if it can't be grown, it's got to be mined, is referring to the two main methods by which we get the resources we need to perpetuate and sustain human society. Uh, We're talking about natural resources, of course, and this is true from the earliest parts of our history to the present day. There are basically two ways that we get natural resources. The first is to grow it uh, via farming, agriculture, or raising animals, animal products, you know, herds of cattle, etc., so you grow the natural resource and then you harvest it or you slaughter an animal and, and, and get its meat, etc. So the grown part of the phrase refers to anything that's a direct product of plants or animals. The second way to get natural resources is to mine it, to extract it from the earth. And that's how we get all of the minerals and metals that we use to make virtually any man-made product. So you can think about it this way. And this is what the phrase is referring to. If a product doesn't come directly from a plant or an animal, it's going to come from minerals and metals that we get from a mine. That's how we produce anything that's not an animal or plant uh, derivative. So I think this really puts into perspective, when you think about it, how much we actually rely on mining Uh, and how many different things we rely on it for, it's actually quite astonishing when you think about it because, you know, everyone can list a couple of things that come from plants and animals, you know, food, like grains, corn, wheat, uh, steak from cows, pork from pigs. We can list a few things that come from plants and animals, but it's a lot easier to list things that don't come from plants or animals. And Odds are, if it's not directly from a plant or animal, it's going to be uh, a product of minerals and metals or the various ways that we use them. And this refers to any part of the product as well. This is not simply to say that the entire product is man-made so it uses minerals and metals. Um, We're referring to products that have any part that's fabricated or produced by human hands. So a product that might include some natural elements or some plant or animal elements, could also include minerals and metals uh, as well. So we're referring to products in general that are man-made in some respect. It doesn't have to be entirely, but in some respect they are man-made. So now that we have this phrase, if it can't be grown, it's got to be mined, as a reference point, I want to illustrate just how widespread mining is by taking a walk through an average day of your average Joe off the street. It won't be exhaustively detailed, but I think it'll help give some concrete examples 
of how almost everything we interact with on a daily basis is a product of mined minerals and metals. So believe it or not, the minerals and metals are used from the moment you wake up in the morning. If you're like me, you're probably going to use your smartphone as an alarm clock. I use my iPad, my tablet, as an alarm clock. And those devices are heavily dependent on minerals and metals. If we didn't have mining, there'd be no chance that we would ever produce anything like iPads or smartphones. Your average smartphone contains rare earth elements, silver, gold, lithium, uh, rechargeable batteries or typically lithium-ion batteries, aluminum, the, the glass touch screens. Glass is a product of silica that is melted at high temperatures. So we've got glass in the touch screens that we have to mine to be able to produce. Then you've got tin, which is part of what makes a touch screen an actual screen that can respond to touch. Copper for the wiring. We've got silicon as well, just to name a handful. That's quite a handful, but it gives you a picture of how many are in a smartphone, how many minerals and metals, that is, are in a smartphone. So your alarm clock, or what most people nowadays use as an alarm clock, is full of minerals and metals, and we depend on it to wake us up and, and be able to keep us on schedule. And so in that way, from the moment we get up in the morning, from the moment we wake up in the morning, we're already using minerals and metals. So if we move past that a little bit to climbing out of bed, the next step of waking up in the morning is getting out of bed. The bed that you sleep on, typically those use some kind of frame. Oftentimes that frame is made out of iron or steel, which is a product of iron. And you might be saying, I don't have an iron or a steel bed frame, I have a wood frame. So some beds do have wooden frames, uh, and that would definitely fall under the grown category but if you think a little bit about the power tools used to cut the wood and shape it into a bed frame, those tools use lots of steel. Copper, if they plug in, copper is extensively used for any kind of electrical wiring. So if you plug something in, copper is going to be used for it. And lithium, you know, battery-powered power tools like power drills, as an example. Anything that uses a battery is going to be using a lithium battery. Lithium is highly useful for rechargeable battery technology. The same principle applies to the clothing we wear. If you think about the clothing that you wear every day, true, the fabrics and, and cloths that make up that clothing are typically derived from plants, but think about what it takes to produce that clothing. Uh, most clothing is produced in factories or is produced in some kind of an assembly line fashion. That's how we're able to produce so much uh, and keep it consistent. So quantity and consistency is, is a product of manufacturing processes, and those manufacturing processes, like with the wood frame bed, require mined minerals like steel. They require the silicon and, and the gold and the copper for the complex mechanical and computerized machines that are able to put those together with very little human you know, guidance or interaction. So when you think about things like clothing or things like wooden bed frames or even wooden tables that you might eat food off of, uh, true, those, those products are not directly made out of minerals and metals, but it takes minerals and metals to produce them. And we wouldn't be able to market them or purchase them or have as much of them as we do without the use of minerals and metals. So now that we've gotten out of bed and we've, you know, it's time to usually take a shower, and the pipes that carry the hot water in a shower are likely made of copper, which is also often used in the plumbing. So the entire bathroom is uh, you know, a copper palooza. You've got the copper pipes 
very useful because it's a durable, corrosion-resistant metal, and you've got the, the, the sewer pipes, the plumbing, that's often made out of copper as well, again, because it's a durable, corrosion-resistant metal, which is useful when you're looking at long-term construction projects. So you've showered and you've dressed, and it's time to head out the door, which typically uses hinges or knobs that are made out of uh, brass as a common material. It's an alloy of copper and zinc. So by the time that we've woken up, we've gotten out of bed, we've taken a shower, we've gotten dressed, and we've walked out the door, we've already encountered a wide variety of minerals and metals. And then we're going to get in the car to drive to work or wherever ha we happen to be going uh, that morning, typically work. The, the cars will consist of a lot of minerals and metals, again, many of which we've already encountered materials like iron, lead, molybdenum, silicon, titanium, zinc, cobalt, others like copper. Uh, again, copper is a very common material, so you're going to find that in your car as well as everywhere else that we've talked about. And you're probably driving on asphalt or, or concrete roads to get to wherever you're going, and those roads are made out of aggregates. And aggregate is a term for stone, gravel, and sand products, and we have to mine the stone, gravel, and sand that we use to make the asphalt that paves roadways. So thanks to mining, not only are you able to get up and stay on schedule, but you're able to get dressed, you're able to take a shower, you're able to get in a very convenient transportation vehicle that will get you quickly to where you need to go, and you're able to get there on a smooth, well-paved, well-constructed, uh, direct route like a roadway. So you're able to get to your office, which is oftentimes a man-made building that's made from things like steel, stone, gypsum, drywall, and the interior of buildings is typically made out of gypsum, which is a mined mineral. You've got aluminum, which is a huge part of the infrastructure, the, the rigid structure of, of buildings. You've got, if it's a brick building, clay is a very, very, very common material that we make brick out of, and then other materials as well. So the building that you work in is going to be a direct product of minerals and metals. And we haven't even gotten to, to lunchtime yet, but it's very clear we've already encountered a staggering amount of mining. It takes mining to get every mineral and metal that I've mentioned so far. I could go on, but I think I've illustrated the point fairly well for now, and that is that mined minerals and metals are critical parts of our everyday lives. If it can't be grown, it's got to be mined, and even if it is grown, as in the case of wood for bed frames or, or cloth for, and fabric for clothing, even if it is grown, chances are it depends on mining to be produced and to be transported to a store or a facility where you can access it and purchase it uh, for, for use. So any way you look at it, mining and the materials it provides are an irreplaceable part of modern life. Even if they're not a direct part of the things we use every day, they're a huge part of how we produce and transport items. So even if it is grown, it will have to be mined at some point so that we can transport the grown products to market. And, and, we, and so we can produce a lot of grown products at a consistent quality. So if it can't be grown, it's got to be mined. And even if it is grown, mining probably helps it along its way. So try this. Next time you're looking at something that you use every day, or that other people use every day, that you may or may not realize that you depend so much on, ask yourself, do I get this from a plant, 
Do I get this from an animal? If you don't get it from one of those two sources, or if you don't get the entire thing from one of those two sources, you probably get it from a mine. If it can't be grown, it's gotta be mined. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean.com, or via our website, themoreyoudig.com. We'd encourage you to do that so you don't miss out on future episodes. You can visit themoreyoudig.com to learn more about how minerals, metals, and mining play an important role in our modern lifestyles. And until next time, remember, the more you dig, it all starts with mining. Thank you.